I hear God wanting to answer that cry. God wants to answer that cry for help. God hears every cry. He hears that we are longing for him. And God has a word for us this morning. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless us. God wants to answer that cry, that heart cry, and God wants to bless each and every one of us. We're starting a new series today on the blessing. I know God has us here for a reason. And this morning, we want to start at the beginning of blessing. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It's the beginning of blessing. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless each and every one of us. God has created every person for his blessing. Every person longs for God's blessing because they were created for God's blessing. This is such a foundational passage, Genesis 1. It's totally foundational. God created everything. God created light. He spoke and there was light. God created the earth. God created the mountains. God created the seas. God created the birds and the fish. And then he created animals and vegetation. God created everything. But then on the sixth day, God created man. God created man. In verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the birds, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. God created everything, but the one thing that he created in his image was mankind. Male and female, he created them. Now this is totally foundational. If everyone believed that everyone was created in God's image and was created for his blessing, you know, God created everything, but the only thing that it says he blessed was male and female. God not only created everyone in his image, but he created that image. And this is so foundational. And the reason why I believe that God has a starting right here is in light of current events. You know, if we all believed that every single person 
was created in the image of God, I truly believe that murders would go down. Racism would not exist. If you believe that God created every person in the womb, abortions would stop, would decline. Euthanasia would not exist because you affirm that God created the elderly. The Holocaust would have never happened. Wars would cease if you believe that we are created in the image of God. You see, we value what is in our image. God said that he created us in his image. Now, books have been written about us being created in the image of God. The Latin term is Imago Dei. Literally, volumes of books have been written about this. What does it mean that we're made in the image of God? Well, what is an image? An image is something that's to reflect the image bearer. And so we are meant to reflect God. Now, certainly, we're not omnipresent. We're not omniscient. We're not... uh, all-powerful, but we do have things that are like God. They're called communicable attributes. We all have love in us. We all have a sense of right and wrong. We all have joy, and God's created us for the capability of joy. These are communicable attributes that God has, and he's created us in his image. Anything that reflects our own image we love, okay? Now just hold with me here for a second. I love my children, Hannah, Samuel, and Joel. Why? I mean, certainly they're my children, I'm supposed to, but they bear my image. I mean, from day one, people are already trying to figure out, does she look more like Stephen or more like Emily, right? Uh, they bear my image, and I love that about them. I'm able to look at them and see their mother in them. I'm able to see myself in them. And this holds true for grandparents as well. I've heard this true uh, for grandparents. Grandparents, I've heard, I I don't know this, I don't have any grandchildren, um, but I've heard that being a grandpa is better than being a dad-da. I don't know if that's, who can attest to that? Now, okay, we got some homes. Now, your grandchildren bear your image. There's some of you in your grandchildren, and you love that about them. That's part of it. I think the other part is that you get to say goodbye, and you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night with them, and uh, that's also a great part. We love what is made in our image. God created every single person in his image. If we all held to this, we would treat everyone differently because we're all made in the image of God. Male and female, he created them. No matter what your gender is, he created you in his image. Now, we not only love things that are made in our image, we just love what people create, okay? Now, I just want to give one more example here. I love 
creativity. I mean, anybody's artwork you can appreciate, but I love particularly my daughter's artwork. Now, I've got uh, some artwork. I mean, I've got artwork here. Just give me them all here. Up in my office from my daughter. Now, this is three years old, and I have it still hanging in my office. Any other parents like this? I mean, you have a hard time throwing away any artwork. I've got here a great... Uh, this is one of the first ones she had. I don't know. It just strikes me. It's colorful. Uh, lots of stickers. But the creativity, I mean, you got nobody else appreciates it, but I do. I, I really appreciate this. I've got a note from my daughter here. Dear Daddy, I love when you spend time with me. I love when you play games with me. The end, Hannah. <laughs> It's awesome. I mean, you treasure these things, even coloring. And I mean, I even have a napkin. I don't know <laughs> when she created this, but it's just me and her on the napkin. It means something to me. We value what has been created. We have a hard time throwing it away. I mean, some of us, we throw things away when the kids are sleeping or something like that, <laughs> like just to get rid of things. Now, when we dehumanize people, when we treat people like they're nothing, it is like me taking my daughter's artwork. Now, I value this, but it is like shredding it, tearing it up. Nothing. Nothing. I just can't, I can't tear this one. Wow. We value what has been, now God has created every single person, Psalm 139, God knit us together in our mother's womb. Wow. Wow. God has created each and every person different than any animal God not only created, but he blessed. He blessed each and every person. He blessed them, male and female. He blessed them and God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. These are all blessings. God created us for blessing. God created us to be blessed. We each long for the blessing. Each one of us has a chasm inside of us that longs to be blessed. We all long for affirmation. We all long for acceptance. We all long for dignity and honor. We all want a place in the world. God wants to fill that void. God wants to bless each and every one of us. God wants to fill that longing. God blesses us. He desires to bless us. If we all believe that each and every one of us were created in his image and were blessed by God, we would view ourselves differently and we would view others differently. 
Each and every one of us need to know. Look around, look around just right now. I want you to look around and view them as created by God and blessed by God. Just look at every, look at the diversity around this place. See each other as created by God and blessed by God. Now, it's, sometimes it's easier to view others that way. But I want you, I wish everybody had a mirror and could look at yourself. I just want everybody to raise their hand and say, I am created by God and blessed by God. I am created by God and blessed by God. Do you believe it? God has created each and every one of you and he wants to bless you. He does. It's the beginning of blessing. God desires to bless you from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. We're, this is why we're going to spend 14 weeks on blessing. Who's up for that? I mean, 14 weeks on blessing. We all need it. We're going to be spending time here because many of us don't believe that we're blessed. Many of us don't believe that God wants to bless us. Many of us don't know how to bless others. The cursed will curse, but the blessed will bless. The wounded will wound, but the healed will heal. Mm. We want to spend time receiving the blessing so that we can give the blessing because many of us are cursed. And you see this right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, you see God created Adam and Eve to be blessed. But then in Genesis 3, Satan comes in and he promises a counterfeit blessing. You see, Satan always gives the exact opposite of what he promises. Satan comes in, he tempts Adam and Eve, and they disobey God. And right there, the curse comes in. Genesis 3 is where curses come in. And from here on out, we're going to look at this in this series. But God is a God of justice. It's one of his communicable attributes because we all long for justice. That's where these protests are coming out is because it's a longing for justice. God is a God of justice. And as a God of justice, listen to this. From here on out, God blesses those who obey and he curses those who disobey. God blesses those who obey and he curses those who disobey. Right there in Genesis 3, and it's emphasized over and over again. We're going to look at this, but God blesses those who obey and curses those who disobey. And that is what you see in Genesis 3. There's cursing. God cursed the serpent. God cursed Adam and God cursed Eve. And you can look at the details of what those curses were. Now, we all are disobedient. We all deserve the curse. That's why there is violence. That's why there is war. That's why there is racism, because there's a curse on mankind. 
We all deserve the curse. But Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah, who loves Jesus? Jesus comes in. Jesus was completely obedient. Jesus obeyed God fully. Jesus deserved the blessing. But Jesus fully deserving the blessing hung on the cross. He took all curses. He took all curses. It's Galatians 3.13, which says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hung on the tree. Jesus fully obeyed God, deserved the blessing, but hung on the cross to take all the curses so that everybody who believes in Jesus can be blessed. That's why Ephesians 1, 3 says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. God created you in his image for his blessing. But each of us have disobeyed and we deserve the curse. Jesus was fully obedient. He took the curse from each of us. Jesus took the curse from you, Jesse. Jesus took the curse from you, Don. Jesus took the... Everybody that has faith in Jesus are no longer cursed. So when God looks at us, he no longer sees us in our disobedience and curses us. God sees Jesus in his obedience and he blesses us. That's why I can say to every one of you, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to remove curses, remove wounds that other people have said to you. Remove the hatred, remove the lies. God wants to take those things up. We sung break every chain. God wants to break the chain of cursing and he wants to replace it with blessing. God wants to bless us. Why? So that we can bless one another. And we're going to look at that in the weeks to come. God wants to bless us so that we can bless each other. God wants to bless us so that we can bless the Lord. God calls us to bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. And God wants us to bless one another. God wants us to bring blessings to our children. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and he blessed them. God wants us to bless one another, not hate one another, not curse each other. So Don, I want you to come and lead us in a song. And I want us to enter into a time of blessing. Would you receive Jesus? Receive Jesus's love that he has died on the cross to remove every curse 
You see, a lot of people, one of the curses is you're not good enough for the blessing. God doesn't look at you. He sees Jesus. He sees Jesus. You're right. The truth is, none of us are good enough for the blessing. We all deserve much, much worse. But God loves you. And he wants to bless you. He wants you to then live the life of blessing. Would you just receive, Don's going to lead us in a song here, receive Christ afresh. Receive God's love for you. Receive that God wants to bless you. And then receive his heart that God wants to bless those around you. And as he leads us in a song, I have some people from our church. I want to get different representations throughout our church. God has blessed us with a very diverse congregation. John's going to lead us in a time here, but we want to bless each other and affirm that each of us, no matter what background we are, no matter what our skin color is, whatever our socioeconomic status is, God has created each of us in his image and he wants to bless us. So we're going to have a time of blessing one another. Don, sit, lead us in a song here.